0: You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast.
1: You've probably heard a lot about trickle-down economics. It's an economic theory which has copped a lot of flack over the past few decades. Broadly speaking, trickle-down economics supposes that cutting taxes on the rich will stimulate economic growth. It's a popular concept amongst many right-wing and neoliberal political and economic thinkers like Margaret Thatcher, Ronald Reagan, and Aotearoa's own Roger Douglas.
0: National Party leader Christopher Luxon says that human capital flight is a serious risk and that reducing the top tax rate for high-income earners is necessary as Aotearoa has a higher cost of living and lower wages than many OECD countries. We are now going to consider whether tickle-down economics is worth it and the different effects that tax brackets have with economist Trent Smith from the University of Otago. How's it going?
1: I'm well, thanks, Miriam.
0: So, yeah, should we start with what is trickle down economics? Is it real? Does it work?
1: Yeah, uh, it's pretty funny actually that this is coming up again because this um, economists typically thought this uh, theory was left for dead back in the eighties in the Reagan administration. Um, and the sort of the the most extreme version. So yeah, like you said, it's this that trickle down economics is the idea that cutting tax on the wealthy is going to turn into jobs. Right? All, the wealthy wealthy people will have all these all this extra money in their pockets. And they'll use it to hire people, and the, the problem with that theory is that it just doesn't happen, right? There've been many instances in economic history of tax cuts on the wealthy, and typically, it, all it does is exacerbate inequality. Like, it doesn't actually flow. It doesn't actually trickle down. The sort of the funniest version of this is called the um, is the Arthur Laffer version. So he's Arthur Laffer was uh, an economist in the Reagan administration. And he um, sort of starting in the eighties, and he sort of he's the guy who came up with the what what we call the Laffer Curve um, in uh, in nineteen seventy four. And so his idea was that you could sort of imagine there might be a tax rate at that sort of maximizes uh, government revenue, right? And he sort of his logic was well, like if your tax rate is zero, then your government revenues are going to be zero. Mm-hmm. Right? People just keep all their money. There's no revenue. But on the other hand, if your tax rate was a hundred percent, so the government's taking a hundred percent of your income, well, no one would work. so the the revenue of government would again be zero, right. And so Laffer then sort of imagined that well, somewhere between those two numbers, zero percent and hundred percent, there must be a tax rate that maximizes uh, 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 government revenue. And so, as and so we normally think of higher taxes meaning more revenue for the government, but Um, Laffer sort of used this logic to say, well, there must be some point at which that curve slopes back down, right? Where Mm -hmm. if you cut taxes, you might actually increase government revenue.
0: Right. Is that concept uh, like real though i mean i feel like there's a lot of other <laughs> no, <it's> external <laughs> things that would play into that and especially with like um staggered tax brackets and things surely there's other elements that that curve doesn't take into consideration no
1: no no so the 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 laffer curve has been proven wrong right yeah. and so in theory it's correct right if tax rates get high enough then yes this might work right you might bring people back to work mm-hmm. if you tax them less but it's actually hard to, to find an example of this ever happening. I think there may have been one or two like isolated cases where economists like identified a downward sloping Laffer curve, but it didn't happen until uh, something ridiculous like eighty percent tax rates or something. Right. So, you know, in the UK, in the in the and and in New Zealand, you would not expect this to work. Yeah. And like I said, this the the Laffer curve theory was sort of we thought it was left for dead back in the eighties. That that it's it's kind of a joke now, um, and they so oh, okay. I'll tell you a little story. So apparently the the um, when this when this happened when the UK had this big tax cut a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, people were talking about the Laffer curve. And so apparently the Times of London actually called up Arthur Laffer, who's still alive, wow. and asked him, you know, what do you what do you say? You know, do you agree with what the UK did? And he did. So he's like, he's a cheerleader. He says, "I think this is going to be great for the UK economy." Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they also called David Stockman, who is also an economist in the Reagan administration, and he just sort of tore his old colleague to pieces. You know, he's like, N- "That's ridiculous." You know, nobody believes the Laffer Curve anymore. Um, this is this is a big mistake for the UK to be doing this. Um, the <clears throat> Britain is planning on on doing some pretty major. Tax cuts, like tax cuts of uh, a total of forty-five billion uh, pounds, I should say. Um, this has like pretty much decimated the um, the British pound. How did this work? Um, well, it's this is kind of funny too, actually. So, w- so when the when the uh, the government in the UK uh, announced this massive tax cut, mm-hmm. unfunded tax cut, so it's not paired with any uh, cuts in spending or anything. Um, the among other – so it caused the British pound to fall because, you know, investors say, oh, you know, this is uh, this is going to have a big effect on the value of the pound, right? All these extra <laughs> pounds coming into the economy. Um, so they would expect there to be high inflation, which is going to affect the exchange rate. So no one wants to be holding the pound when this is happening. Um, but the funny thing is, is the IMF actually came out and, uh, and publicly scolded the U.K. for doing this. So the uh, – so – We've talked about the IMF yeah. on the show before, mm-hmm. and so it's sort of they're, they're sort of the um, the agency that's uh, their purpose seems to be to scold the developing world about their fiscal policies, right? Yeah, and and for them to do this to the UK was just extraordinary. Yeah, and that could be part of what caused this panic, right? Was that oh. um, that that uh, had this people fleeing the pound?
0: So what should have Liz Trust done instead of cutting the top tax bracket?
1: Um, well, so. Yeah. So she's actually undone this partially since then because she's been so widely criticized for doing this. And so, um, she—they've—they've uh, they've now uh, decided not to change the top tax bracket. The original plan was to cut the taxes for everybody in the UK. There was so much sort of vitriol about the about the high income, uh, uh, highest tax bracket that they eliminated that. So they're still doing the tax cuts for everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the pound has started to rebound, I think, but we'll see. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll see the extent to which it does, I guess. Um, the opposition in New Zealand, the National Party, argues that tax incentives are necessary to attract high earners owners to Aotearoa. Do you think this is true? Uh, well, it's hard to say. The, the um, I don't know, you know, income taxes are such a small part of the income of wealthy people—that uh, it's not obvious that that's going to be a big factor in their decision. Mm. Um, but you have to ask: Well, why do we want these high-income earners here necessarily? Right? If they—if they don't want to be here for uh, because Texas, they because they love yeah. New Zealand, right? If all they care about mm-hmm. is their tax rate, uh, maybe they should go somewhere else.